This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And very pleasant. Good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at City Field in Queens, the Marlins and the Mets played game two of their four-game weekend series. Pablo Lopez went opposite of the veteran right-hander Chris Bassett. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, it wasn't easy tonight. Wouldn't have been as much fun if it was easy. Marlins get it done. 5-2. They beat the New York Mets. They have evened this four-game series at City Field up at a victory aside. An important victory for this Marlins ball club as they're able to hang on and just keep the Mets at arm's length over the course of the latter stages of this game. Mets a lot of opportunities, but when the Marlins needed to, they came up with the big pitches, the big outs. And they pull this one out 5-2 at City Field tonight. Chris Bassett started for the Mets against Pablo Lopez. And it was the Marlins who struck first in inning number two. Jesus Aguilar led the inning off with an infield single to third base. With one out, Avi Garcia, a base hit to right field. That got Aguilar down to second. Marlins had two men on with one down for Brian De La Cruz. It'll be a 3-2 to Brian De La Cruz. And he rips one out toward left field. Canna backing up, and it's over his head. Going to go to the wall. Aguilar is going to come home. Avi's headed to third. And in its second base with a run-scoring double. De La Cruz, 1-0 Marlins in the second. And they had a chance for more against Bassett, second and third with nobody out. But with the infield in, Miguel Rojas hit a ground ball to second for out number two. Runners had to hold. And then the infield able to drop back with two down. Jacob Stallings a ground out to shortstop. So Miami sent six to the plate, had three hits in the inning, including a double, but managed just the one run and led 1-0 in the second. The Mets will get that run back against Pablo Lopez in the third. One out, nobody on. Brandon Nimmo was the batter. 0-2 pitch to Nimmo. There's some light tower power. Way back, right field, second deck, tied at one. Brandon Nimmo with his eighth of the season. His second against the Marlins this year, and for Nimmo, his third home run in the last five games. It was 1-1 through three innings. Chris Bassett got on a pretty good roll after the De La Cruz RBI double in the second. He retired the next eight in a row and 1-1 into the fifth. Brian De La Cruz led off with a double, the second of three doubles he would have in this game. De La Cruz reached base safely in all four of his trips to the plate tonight. So a leadoff double ended the run of eight straight set down by Bassett. Miguel Rojas then a single. De La Cruz moved to third base. It was Miggy's second hit in the game. Or he had two hits in the game with runners in scoring position, but neither one actually scored the man from second base, as it turned out. So the Marlins now in the fifth inning had first and third with nobody out. Jacob Stallings grounded to first base, and the runners... Had to hold. Well, De La Cruz stayed at third base. Mickey advanced to second, but Stallings was out three and assisted. So that was out number one. And the Marlins at that point had second and third. Back to the top of the order for Joey Wendell. The pitch on the way. In the air to right field. Not particularly deep. Marte is under it. Makes the catch. De La Cruz tags. Coming home. So is the throw. It's up the line. 
De La Cruz slides in safely. The Marlins go up two to one. Joey Wendell gets it done. Miggy to third. For Wendell, his 14th run batted in of the season. Miami had the lead. Pablo worked a 1-2-3 bottom of the fifth inning. He retired the top three men in the lineup, Nimmo, Marte, and Lindor. And at that point, it set down six straight. But he was at 93 pitches through five. So Pablo's night came to a premature end. He exited with a 2-1 lead. A lot of run on four hits in five innings. Walked one, struck out five. Served the home run to Nimmo in the third. 93 pitches, 64 strikes for Lopez. So at that point, a one-run lead. Marlins needed 12 outs out of the bullpen tonight. In the sixth inning, Dylan Floro able to hang a zero. He walked Marcano two outs, but escaped damage. In the seventh, Anthony Bass was terrific. He got Eduardo Escobar to fly to center. Struck out Tomas Nito. Then he caught Brandon Nimmo looking at strike three. So we went to the eighth inning, and it was still a 2-1 Marlins lead. We were asking all night if maybe the Marlins could add on a little bit. They were unable to get that man in from third base in the second inning, unable to get that man in from third base in the fifth inning. In the seventh, they got a one-out double from Brian De La Cruz. That ended Chris Bassett's night. Miguel Rojas then with an infield hit, put men at the corners, but Jacob Stallings hit into a 4-6-3 double play. And again, the Marlins left the runner at third base, and it stayed at that point a 2-1 to one game. Bassett, six and third innings, allowed two runs on six hits, no walks, three strikeouts through 99 pitches, 67 strikes. It was Drew Smith who got the double play ball to end the seventh. Smith stayed out there for the eighth, got the first out, Joey Wendell, on a really good play at third base by Eduardo Escobar. But then John Birdie, who had been one for his last 31, doubled. A big hit for them, or for him, and he was at second base for Garrett Cooper, two for his last 21. On 1-1, one, one, fly ball, right field deep toward the corner. Marte's back at the wall. It is a fair ball and a home run. Garrett Cooper hits it out, and the Marlins finally have some breathing room. It's 4-1. to one. So Coop with his seventh long ball, RBIs 39-40 and 40 on the season. A hit in his last bat after he'd been 0-3. for 3. He was in danger of three straight hitless games for the first time all year. But a big home run and some insurance for Miami. And the Marlins would need those add-on runs. Stephen Oker came on in the eighth and with one out went after Francisco Lindor. 2-0 pitch to Lindor is in the air to deep left field. This one is not coming back. It is a home run for Lindor. It's his fourth of the season against the Marlins. His 12th RBI against the Marlins. And it's now a 4-2 Miami lead in the eighth. Pete Alonzo struck out for the second out, but then Okert got himself into all kinds of trouble. He hit Jeff McNeil with a pitch. He walked Mark Canna. He then walked pinch hitter J.D. Davis, and Ender Inciarte ran at first base. So all of a sudden, in a 4-2 game with two outs in the eighth inning, the Mets had the bases loaded. They had a tying man at second, the go-ahead man at first, and Eduardo Escobar, the dangerous third baseman, was the hitter. Escobar, right-handed batter against Okert. And he pops one in the air into shallow center. Long run, drawing a crowd. Birdie is there. Now the center fielder makes the catch. And Sanchez nearly dropped it. Oh, my God. Sanchez at the last minute came in, got leather on it, but you could see the ball moving around in his glove. He hangs onto it, and the Marlins are out of the inning with the lead. So the Mets get a run to pull within 4-2, to two, but they leave the bases loaded in the eighth. 
And that sent us to the ninth. Miami up by two runs at 4-2. Joely Rodriguez came on to work the ninth inning for the Mets. Allowed an infield hit to Avi Garcia leading things off. Billy Hamilton pinch ran and stole second base. A walk to Brian De La Cruz, but men at first and second. De La Cruz, three doubles and a walk in this game on base all four times. Miguel Rojas, a fly ball to center for the first out, but Hamilton with his speed advanced to third base. So the Marlins had men at first and third. One out, top of the ninth, leading four to two. Jacob Stallings came to the plate. He had batted three previous times with two men on. He had batted three previous times with at least one man in scoring position. He had not knocked in a run in this game. He came up again in the ninth in a huge spot. His fourth at bat with two men on base in this game. He's 0 for 3, has not knocked in a run. He squares the bunt, gets it down first base side. It stays fair. The safety squeeze works. He is out 3 to 4, but in from third, Hamilton and the Marlins extend the lead to 5 to 2. That was a big insurance run. Tanner Scott came on in the last of the ninth, and he promptly walked the leadoff man, Tomas Nito, the light-hitting catcher, the number nine batter in the Mets lineup, who had been 0 for 3 with two Ks tonight. He had been 7 for his last 55 over the last 18 games. Tomas Nito, who into that at bat, had a season batting average of 211, but he walked to begin the ninth inning, and the Mets at that point were one base runner away from getting the tying man to the plate. It was back to the top of the order. Brandon Nimmo hit into a fielder's choice. Nito was out at second base, six unassisted. Nimmo beat the return throw. He was at first, one out. Starling Marte then with a ground ball to shortstop. Marlins got the force out on Nimmo at second, but couldn't double Marte up. So now it was a 5-2 game. Two outs, ninth inning. Marte was at first. Lindor was the batter. Alonzo was on deck. The league's number two home run man, number one RBI man, was in the on-deck circle representing the tying run if Lindor could reach to extend the ball game. Scott the 1-2, and a fly ball center field, well struck. Sanchez going back onto the track, makes the catch, and the Marlins win. It wasn't easy, but the Marlins get it done. Mets had uh, runners in virtually every inning in this ball game. In fact, the fifth inning and the seventh inning were the only innings in which they didn't have at least one man reach. They left at least two base runners in four different innings. They left the bases loaded in the eighth. Mets go 0 for 7 with men in scoring position, and the Marlins hang on to win this one 5-2 at City Field tonight. For Miami, five runs, ten hits, one error, five left. For the Mets, two runs, five hits, no errors. They strand 10. Pablo Lopez, the winning pitcher, 6-4. Chris Bassett, the loser, 6-6. Six six. Tanner Scott with his 11th save of the year. Time of the ballgame was three hours, 37 minutes. The Marlins, with the victory, have now won seven of their last nine. They've won six of seven on the road. They improved to 40-42 and 42 on the season and 20-25 and 25 away from Lone Depot Park. As for the Mets, just their third loss in the last eight games. Mets, who continue atop the National League East, fall to 52-32 and 32 on the season. If the Braves win tonight and they were leading, we'll get to them in a little bit. The Mets leading the division will be cut to just two and a half games. Mets fall to 27 and 14 here at City Field with the 5-2 loss tonight. Mets were 25 and 9 against the National League East coming in 
They're 25-10 and 10 now as they lose for the third time in nine games against the Marlins this season. The Marlins and Auto Nation are again working together this year to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout in 2022, $25 be donated to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative to support cancer research. Tonight, a total of nine strikeouts by the Marlins staff. That means $225 for the season. We're up to 713 Ks, $17,825 already from the Marlins to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. Big win for the Marlins. They beat the Mets. Let's hear from Don Mattingly after the win. And Donnie, a nice bounce-back win today. Did tonight's game feel a little bit more like the brand of baseball that you guys have been playing lately? Well, it was uh, obviously a game that we got good pitching out of Pablo. Didn't feel like, you know, he seemed a little bit out of sync, but he hung in there and he competed really well. Uh, you know, and then our bullpen did a nice job, and we were able to, you know, tack on some runs late. So it was a... Uh, Seems like we don't play any ones that we just get a lead and hold it and extend it. We'd like to play close ones, so that was type of typical our kind of style. <laughs> Circling back to the job by Pablo, obviously a very tough Mets lineup really made him work for it. How impressed were you by the way he was able to get through it? Yeah, that's the, that's the thing I think we liked as much as anything. It didn't seem like he was totally in sync, but it was like a fight. And he was able to get through it, make big pitches when he needed them, and, and that's always going to be big. How big were those insurance runs in eighth and the ninth? Well, obviously, you've seen how big they were. <laughs> uh, you know, those guys don't quit over there. They've had a lot of wins that they've came from behind. Uh, you know, and they're a good lineup. So it's like up and down. You know, their guys just aren't going away. And they're going to keep giving you quality of bats. You're going to have to work for your outs. Uh, that small ball approach in the ninth, especially having being able to use Billy Hamilton the way you did, steal the base, being able to score on a safety squeeze, just – but being able to, do, to go that route after using a lot of power through for the first few runs? Yeah, obviously, you know, that was a, you know, so just another breathing room run where you're not, you know, anytime they get a guy on, you know, you're, you got the game on the line. So uh, being able to add on there is, is obviously makes us feel a little better, takes a little pressure off our bullpen. So, you know, it was, it was good to get that run for was, sure. The safety squeeze, was that called from the start for Stallings or did he do that on his own? How, that, no, we call that one. A safety, that's, you know, the, uh, we call that one. Uh, De La Cruz, three doubles. You're starting to see some more power from him over the last week or so. To see that aspect from his game starting to unfold after we've seen him putting balls in play since he got here, but to see the power starting to come too. Yeah, Dale is probably as good as he, he swung it and kind of power all over too. We've seen it, you know, power in the right center gap. We've seen him hit some, some long home runs. Uh, in the last few games, uh, he's been heating up. Um, it seemed like Houston, he got started getting hot. He had a great game against Verlander, and from there, he just kind of rolled on. And then uh, Oker in the eighth, I know only gave up the one run, but see, gets himself into that jam. Just what did you see from him in that inning and then to be able to get out of it after he loaded the bases? We went with the Dolphins, bend but don't break right there. So we bend a little bit, but he didn't break, and we're going to live with that. Nick Bonacani. Right there, old school. <laughs> What's been the big difference in this team over the last few weeks? You know, I don't, I don't know. I think I feel like this club's starting to come together as far as understanding who we are and, and what kind of club we can we can be. Um, you know, I think getting ourselves, putting ourselves in this wild card race, right, and creeping back in it where we can see that you know every game is important. Uh, every game is going to push us closer to that that pennant race baseball that we want to be playing. 
And I think that we've just kind of we've put ourselves in good position now. I think our guys, you know, know we're there, but we have to sustain, you know, and to be able to sustain, you can't. You got to bounce back tonight. Uh, we get beat up last night, but our guys show up tonight. We play. Well, we'll be ready to go tomorrow and and try to get another one tomorrow. That was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the victory. And as uh, we wrap things up and before we completely wrap this sucker up, uh, let's pause for a quick commercial break before we hear from Garrett Cooper. Okay, back with you on Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from Garrett Cooper, who just continues his torrid tear. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For this season, one of the best hitters in the National League and hit a big home run for the Marlins in Game 2 last night. Okay, Glenn, thank you. Garrett, uh, that's a good win for you guys. You display a little plower. You play small ball, clean and crisp, good pitching. Is that the recipe to win a lot of games moving forward? Really, it's the way you guys kind of piled up six in a row there at one point. Yeah, you know, I think you got to do everything, especially against a team like this. Uh, you know, they've given us a little trouble to start the year. Um, they're a good team, and, you know, we just got to put together, you know, good at bats. And, you know, if it, it means, you know, small ball every now and then, you know, it's small ball. But, uh, you know, Pablo pitched really well tonight, and it was just a, it was a good team win. You ranked sixth in the National League, hitting 308, 10th in the National League with a 373 OBP. You've got 15 multi-hit games in your last 37 games. We just completed the halfway point of the season. How personally satisfying, Coop, has this first half been for you? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, you can sit and think, man, that's a good first half. But to me, it's not, you know, it's more about, you know, the wins and, you know, the accolades, you know, come with when you win. And I don't, you know, I don't really, I just try to put a barrel on the ball every time up. Uh, you know, these last two games have had, you know, a little struggle at the plate um, to come, you know, through with a big homer, you know, for this game. It's just, um, you know, it's huge for us. And, you know, you can sit and think you got a game tomorrow. You know, you take your good games and you take your bad games and you try to move on to tomorrow and, you know, just trying to be consistent as possible. What's the belief like in that clubhouse and what leads you to believe that this can be a fun summer for this ball club? Yeah, you know, I think we have the recipe to win. You know, when everybody's healthy, I think we haven't really had everybody healthy at the same time since the beginning of the year. And, you know, there's a lot of guys on this team that do a lot of good, you know, a lot of things well. And it's, you know, once you get everybody back healthy, you know, that the feeling in that clubhouse is, you know, we're just as good as anybody out there. I don't, you know, I don't, you read social media, you read all those sayings, critics, whatever you want to say. Uh, it's just, you know, you just got to go out there and play baseball. You can never say you don't have power from pole to pole. Did you know that one was gone off the bat? <laughs> I, I, I hit it well, and it looked straight, and then it kept it kept kind of going to the corner. I'm like, oh, my gosh, here we go. And then, uh, you know, happy, happy to stay fair. Thanks for the time, Coop. Thanks. All right, Glenn. Okay, so that was Garrett Cooper after the Marlins win over the Mets last night. The Mets are uh, have fallen back to 20 over 500. The Marlins are now 40 and 42, two games closer to that 500 mark. Game three of this four-game weekend series comes your way at 4:10 this afternoon when Braxton Garrett goes opposite of Carlos Carrasco. We'll hit the air at 3:40 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.